welcome to the Stories of Change podcast. I'm Tom, a social worker, frontline fellow, and your podcast host. In the podcast, you'll hear from a series of social work and sector experts who are creating positive change for children and families. In this episode, I spoke with Bathsheba Baptiste, a creative producer and the founder of the social enterprise Care to Culture. Bathsheba spoke to me about her experience of being in care and her inspiration for setting up Care to Culture. She has a great passion in changing narratives and breaking down barriers to ensure that looked after children and marginalised groups can have access to the arts and theatre. She spoke to me about the importance of bringing young people into this sector to promote their self-esteem, channel their lived experiences and reclaim their identities. I hope you also enjoy listening to the conversation. Welcome to the second episode in this series of Stories of Change. I'm Tom, your host for the series, and this time I'm joined by Bathsheba Baptiste, who is a multi-creative producer, which is a term she uses to sum up her multiple creative hats herself, at Talloa, the UK's Black British Theatre Company. She has worked with theatres, venues and creative spaces and also government-run organisations across the UK. As a care leaver herself, Bashiba's work focuses on accepting anger and lived experience, using it in a way that creates change and healing trauma through understanding yourself better. She has produced work with the NHS and social services so far. And what we really want to talk to her today about is that she is the founder and artistic director of Care to Culture, a company focused on championing young people in the social care and youth justice systems so that they can have better access into the arts as a potential career. So, Bashiba, thank you for joining us. How are you? You're having me. I'm good. I'm good. Excited to be here. How are you? <laughs> yes, I'm all right. Thank you. Yeah, I'm well. I wanted to first of all ask you about Care to Culture. Give us the pitch. What is Care to Culture? What's it about? So, Care to Culture is essentially a creative platform for young people from like lived experience backgrounds and specifically care experienced or experience of the criminal justice system. And the aim is to work with these young people to, I guess, explore pathways into the arts and uh, gain pathways into the arts. Essentially, the the whole point is that they're kind of earning while working, while making and creating, but also kind of learning about themselves and their creative practices and how they want to, I guess, navigate this industry in a way that's safe for them. So, yeah, just kind of about creating a community of, of you know, similar experienced individuals. Currently, I'm trying to work out a way of doing it in which it's like safe and joyful. And it's like uh, not looking at just the bad things that happen to you, but kind of understanding that that's your experience. And it's not, well, it's not weird and it's not odd. It's your normal. And although it wasn't right, although some of the things you went through might not have been like the greatest, like at this place, we're not coming from a place of pity. We're coming from a place of understanding. Mm. And like, mm. that's just kind of the nature that we want to kind of encompass. Like that's, it's, it's your life and th- these things happen and it happened to you. And that's so sad, like, that's such a sad thing to have to experience, but we're not going to make you feel, yeah, like you're weird or like you're other because of it. You want to feel like a normal person who's just lived a normal life, done your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is, you've kind of summed up there, this was the big challenge of social workers. Is, is making young people in the care system or on, you know, with social care involvement to feel like it's a part of their life that they can accept and become comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's always a real, real challenge, isn't it? But it sounds like care to culture is a means and ways of helping them channel that, in a, you know, that actually you can come together and channel that through something a little bit different, something creative, I guess. Yeah, exactly that. It's kind of playing off of the idea of childhood aces and the fact that if you've got 
an entire community of people that are looking after you and you've got uh, all these I guess external factors you're going to have uh, you're going to be able to create healthy relationships in an adult life and the fact that because we faced all these uh, that we faced all these aces means that like the growth is stunted there needs to be an intervention and mm. I want to make sure that there's like a, a space where you feel free to do yeah. that and open and just just I guess for the benefit of anyone listening aces are adverse childhood experiences yeah sorry so thinking about yeah those adverse childhood experiences and kind of identifying those and and sort of recognizing that they have an impact on later life and relationships and yeah and it sounds like a really interesting project to do what kind of things do do the young people get up to in care to culture what's the you know what's the vision for what they can do in so care. so far i'm trying to like i'm getting it off the ground so i'm trying to make sure that i'm doing it in a way that's not harmful that, a way that's sustainable a way that i can come back later and be like hey let's do this now and let's do that now rather than just being a one-time thing because i really don't want to be a reactionary um uh, company i want us to be like preventative rather so the aim so far is to start off with for example a creative boundaries uh like kind of group of workshops ones that work on understanding your boundaries and where you're coming from uh, and how much you want to share. Also looking at like how you navigate and manage your anger because you're entitled to it and you're allowed to have that anger. And yeah, everybody, like everybody tells you that it's something that you have to hide or you have to deal with or you have to, I guess, stop. But just looking at healthy ways on how you can access that and how you can put it out into the world and you can show your anger and you can put it out there um, Mm. and trying to look at... uh, the joyful side of that as well and how you're gonna from your anger what you've created out of it how you've created change because anger mm. without change is is pointless right it's mm. just it's, it's just violent mm. interesting an interesting point that yeah trying to find a, a really positive way of channeling that that distress that anger something other than violence exactly i think everybody puts too much onus on negative emotions and not enough on the person that's feeling it rather than asking why instead like asking what happened letting that person have a chance to explain it in whatever way they feel is acceptable to them I feel like some of this comes from being a nanny and dealing with a five-year-old who can't express themselves emotionally so all they do is scream and I'm like okay when you're ready to speak I'm ready to listen (laughs) kind of thing um sure yeah yeah. it's it's a really interesting hearing you talk about all the different kind of needs of the young people you know about being able to navigate through life through the different challenges setting boundaries for themselves dealing with their different emotions and understanding it I I get a sense that all of these um, key aims that you have are are directly linked to your own experience as being a a young person in care yeah Um, 100% and so those are the most important so those are the things that you see most important for children in care is is dealing with those emotions, those adverse childhood experiences, navigating difficult situations, putting in boundaries for yourself. Is that, is that what you'd see as? Yeah, definitely. I think when I went into care, everybody assumed that like the point is that you're just supposed to eventually forget, but you're dealing with some stuff. Like I was 16 when I went in, so I was dealing with depression. Um, I was dealing with the fact that I was studying for A-levels. I was also dealing with the fact that I was, um, I was, I flopped <laughs> my first year and I was failing it. Like I had bad friends. I wasn't looking after myself correctly. Like there was all this, this stuff just kind of intersecting with me being a young black female in the care system whose parent hadn't done their job kind of thing. So it was like, all people wanted me to do was do well rather mm. than, let me just lose my lose my um lose your 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 mind yeah yeah um so yeah and just give me that space to do that and um it wasn't until I guess I started going into the acting industry where you could just be loud and be yourself and just be 
weird and strange and explore loads of different emotions that I was able to feel comfortable there's there's something quite cathartic I guess about that about the arts and and music and theatre and and that kind of side of things that I I don't think are kind of promoted enough for young people whether they're in care or not unfortunately Um, because it can really help with so many different you know parts of their emotional well-being self-esteem and especially for young people who've been in care where actually you're experiencing so many you are you know the most vulnerable some of the most vulnerable in society by virtue of being in care and the experiences you've had so it's actually it's it's more important than ever that they can have that opportunity isn't it to 100 your you know your experience of being in care is is quite enlightening in terms of your aims for care to culture and what you hope to achieve for the young people you're working with what was your experience of social workers and the care system yourself could you tell us a little bit about that I went into care at 16, so I was in care for about two, three years and then uh, went off into that university pipeline uh, that they put you on where they're like, only 6% of care leavers go to university. You could be one of them. Um, and me being the overachiever was like, well, yes, I'm not going to fail anywhere. Starting off, like, obviously, like, me and my siblings went through something. I went into care first. Uh, I stayed with one foster carer and then I moved on to another one because uh, the foster carer I had for six months, she wanted to go back home. Um, and then my sisters went into care and uh, they were they had one foster carer, but then they were ha- they had to like start spitting up because we were a dysfunctional family and they fought all the time. So social services thought it'd be a good idea to split us up rather than like find a way to teach us on how to be siblings, if right. that makes sense. I feel like that's yeah. my biggest, my biggest anger with social services is that like rather than deal with the problem, it was kind of avoided. But we used to we used to see each other quite often. First, it was two weeks. And then that same kind of dysfunctional family thing meant that it was like once a month and I would see them like individually. Um, mm. And it became a thing where my siblings were running away, not feeling safe at home, being told to behave in a certain way. And I'm still like, and I'm all oh, now I'm still trying to get to know them because like the, my, like two of my sisters are 20 now. Um, and there's like the little one who's 17 so it's more that we can see each other more on our own on our own accord and our own choices between I guess college and university is when I started at the Lyric Hammersmith mm-hmm. and uh, got connected with the arts and culture scene because I had to deal with all of the stuff that was happening in the background there um, of like not knowing my sisters and I just needed somewhere to kind of be be an outlet and somewhere mm-hmm. to escape to and I used to hang out on estates and get myself in trouble now I'm a producer <laughs> and yeah. never left the arts and culture scene can you tell us about an example of something that Care to Culture or other programmes that you've been involved in have created some significant change for a young person? Do you have any examples to mind? I have many, like so many. Um, I don't know, like, for example, I like the where, where I work and I've been a freelancer before, I've seen how the arts have changed um, loads of young people. I've, I, I worked at the Kiln recently and I met some young people there that were amazing and some of them had severe confidence issues some of them were having like um I guess identity issues and by the end of the project they were just exploring all of who they could be for example like but and that's essentially what I want for Get Culture so far what we've done is create like resource packs and things that are only like they're like found on uh, our social medias and it's like things like uh how to access food banks and uh how to deal with um the housing uh, housing associations and councils I feel like so far we haven't made any impactful change or rather that I would like us to make, but like these young people are seeing that this is an industry they can actually now go into. And it's not 
because when I was younger, I was told the drama and arts industry is not, um, what's the word, sustainable for you. It's not a good idea because you don't have a backup. You don't have a fallback. You don't have a rich parent to fall back on. But I made it. So, and I think, so yeah. can you. Yeah. I'm quite interested in your experience as a, as a young black person in the care system. Did you feel that that really made things different or difficult? Or was that something that you were kind of aware of at the time? Or is it something that you maybe reflect on and think that that had an impact? I think it's something I've always been aware of, mostly because like where I grew up originally, I was the black kid on the estate with a bunch of white kids. So like there's been times when I've literally been singled out, like I'm the criminal when we're all doing badness kind of thing. So like I've always just kind of just been aware of it and it's always been made aware to me. But social services I can never fault them on the fact that they always put me in a placement with a black woman Mm. and they asked me what I wanted and how I felt and whether I felt safe like there was a point in which I went into a household with a husband and a wife but for whatever reason I didn't feel comfortable living in the house with a man it could just be the fact that I've never had to other than my brother but Mm. I was like I don't I don't want that and they listened and they took that into account and so like having I feel like having a black foster parent meant that I could explore myself a bit more but there aren't, there aren't a lot. And like just growing up in the industry and understanding that I'm poor, a foster kid, and I don't have much to fall back on meant that I was very, very shy originally. And mm-hmm. I would allow microaggressions and just plain insults to come my way and, and just have to like scrape, like push them to the side because I thought, oh, like I can't say anything. Otherwise that's my shot my chance kind of broken. Mm. and over the years I've got like for example for working at Talawa I've just gotten more and more confident and it's just continued to grow to the point where like now I'll go up to a big organization and say like no 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 we have we have evidence and proof that you know there has been racism harassment and bullying in this organization and we this is what we want to do about it and make change so I don't know I feel like all of my experiences have meant I feel more confident because I know that I am that that guy basically like yeah, I have all yeah, these the, intersectionalities and I can still do all of this. Yeah, absolutely. That you've you've really kind of captured that idea, your identity back again. You've reclaimed that identity for yourself and who you are and, and allowing that to to kind of help change those narratives. It's quite incredible that you've been able to kind of really reclaim that uh, your own identity and and sort of help build your own self-esteem and be sort of you know comfortable in, in who you are and knowing that you can kind of help change those narratives for other young people. But it's it's also really good to know that social workers did listen and did focus on those things it just shows actually how important that is to kind of really recognize the identities and the needs and and desires and wishes of of young people in those circumstances and I guess this goes on to your inspiration for you know care to culture and and your your desired outcomes for it I already get a sense that you want to change the narratives you want to get more young black people young people in care and the youth justice system into the arts and theatre for all those reasons of changing the narratives and, and paving the way for other young people. What What is the ultimate goal, do you think? The ultimate goal is to have, like, one central building and then a bunch of, like, maybe, like, subsidiary companies across, like, London, the UK, possibly the world, that essentially creates art and culture and new work and just and can house artists and that maybe, may, like, that may be struggling or looking for in-between places that can give them spaces to work and give them spaces to, 
to play and just is extremely I don't know like it's just it's just an open space for artists to come and play and and feel comfortable but also a space where you can feel safe and you can you can find refuge absolutely that sounds like a really meaningful project and what advice then you know would you give to someone else who wants to start a project like this you know what what other advice would you give to someone who wants to innovate like you've done and and build on something what? I've got I think I got lit I feel like but I'm gonna start I'm gonna stick with three um three the magic three the three bits of advice people yeah. can write these down <laughs> the first one is gonna be like uh is essentially fail and don't don't be afraid of failing fail fail again because really and truly the only way you're gonna make something that is solid is by seeing what doesn't work um and so like if if it works first time great good for you <laughs> but if it doesn't that's okay like you can go back you can just literally go back to the drawing board um the second one is gonna is like have a good team around you a support network people that are gonna back you people that are gonna say don't give up and don't quit because you're gonna want to and that's okay as well like the amount of times I said yes coach is never gonna happen <laughs> and then like somebody else has been like yes it is we're all here the last one is probably just do your research you know like find something that you you want to fight for whether that be kids and care or whether it just be, I don't know, more green space on the earth. Find whatever that is, find your niche audience and the people that you think are going to be about what you're about. Then find people that are interested in what you're about. And that's it. That's your core audience. Those are your peoples. And that's how you start making things, even if it's just by word of mouth, like I'm doing now. Just keep creating and keep making and eventually you'll get to where you're getting to. Fantastic bits of advice, I think, for anyone who's looking to innovate, because I know that the, the Frontline Fellowship are always keen for ideas and supporting social workers or, or others to, to think about creating things like care culture or other sort of social enterprises as well. I hope so, um, let's connect. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's what you were kind of getting at as well, wasn't it? This this idea of bringing communities and different people together and sharing those ideas. So if it's care culture with another organization that can help you know because i guess this is what you know these intersectionalities of, of different needs and different people different groups can all share things um and i think that's what we kind of get lost we, we lose that don't we actually because we all we all exist on our own little silos don't we in life um 100 yeah so we can just really... jump on each other help each other you know arts for helps yeah we should uh, yeah a really important important lesson um all right, thank you, Bashiba. It's been wonderful to chat to you. I think we've had some really interesting conversations about your experiences in care, care to culture itself, and little bits about your identity. So thank you very much for your time on this uh, this morning, and I hope to hope to speak to you again soon. Thank you for having me.